0: now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines in detail with Adam joining us on the line. Good morning, Adam.
1: Good morning, Lena. Happy hump day.
0: Oh, it is a Wednesday after all. Happy hump day to you, too. Did you forget? (laughs) Yes, sometimes I do. I I let our listeners know it's Wednesday and then I forget.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Happens to the best of us.
0: I think so. I'm going to blame the hours and kind of the gloomy weather outside, although it stopped raining. So that's positive.
1: That is a positive. Yes, it has stopped raining, but uh, yeah, it's getting a bit chilly now, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah. Brace yourselves. Although you're prepared, you're from London.
1: <laughs> I know. I am used to this, but uh, I have lived in Korea for more than a decade Ooh. now, so I've become very domesticated. In the- <laughs> A, a, clim- a climatized to the current weather conditions in Korea, so it's still a bit cold for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Adam. Speaking of gloomy conditions, that is the general theme for our economy section, but we do have to keep tabs on it. Let's take a look at our first keyword of the day. Budget. So the current government has proposed a $639 trillion one budget for next year. It's the slowest spending growth in six years. Tell us the details.
1: Right, so Finance Minister Chu ho said the government is seeking to implement what he called a belt-tightening policy to improve fiscal health. Now, the proposal represents uh, just over a 5% hike from this year's budget, but it does mark the slowest growth since a 3.7% rise for the 2017 budget and a 6% on-year fall from this year's total expenditures that included two rounds of extra budgets. Uh, It will be the first time since 2010, actually, that the budget proposal had been smaller than the preceding year's total spending, assuming there are no uh, additional budgets for 2023. Uh, Now, the Finance Ministry plans to submit the budget proposal to the National Assembly on Friday for approval. The move marks a shift away from the aggressive uh, fiscal spending that happened under the predecessor, Moon Jae-in, and from the massive stimulus measures that were taken during the pandemic. Of course, we saw record budgets during that time. Mm. Um, And to achieve the 2023 spending cut, the government said it would transfer some public projects to the private sector. That's pretty much in line with the UN administration's goal of uh putting um or having more private sector-led growth it would also cut wages of senior officials at the highest levels of government as well Uh, and the government plans to cut spending for public infrastructure by just over 10 percent subsidies and other spending for small to medium-sized businesses will also decline by around 18 percent Uh, But the budget also foresees an increase in social welfare expenses for low-income earners and the vulnerable. Uh, The government will also spend some of the budget on tackling the country's low birth rate. Uh, Government expenditure on defence, however, will increase 2.5% to just over $57 won as the nation seeks to modernise military equipment Mm. against possible threats from North Korea. That's also in line with the UN administration's uh, campaign pledges or policies to increase or boost military prowess. Uh, we've mm-hmm. had um, joint uh, South Korea-U.S. military drills also resuming as well during mm-hmm. the Yoon administration. Mm-hmm. So it's all in line with that.
0: Uh, as you mentioned, Adam, that private sector-led growth may be in President Yoon's uh, big plans, but there is something that gets in the way, like a massive climate bill brought forward by the United States. This brings us to our yeah. second keyword of the day.
1: IRA concerns
0: The name is IRA Inflation Reduction Act. Korea's Parliamentary Foreign Affairs Committee has passed a resolution to express concerns over this very act which excludes electric vehicles assembled outside of North America from tax incentives. It would give American car makers an advantage, like Tesla, for example, that has a pickup truck ready for release next year, I believe. But what does this mean for South Korean automakers? That's the question.
1: That's right. Uh, The resolution does call on the U.S. to also provide tax benefits to Korean-made vehicles under the free trade agreement between the two countries. Basically, Seoul saying that uh, this uh, IRA is a violation of that FTA. Uh, The Parliamentary Committee on Trade, Industry and Energy also adopted a resolution calling for the improvement of the IRA. Uh, chair of the Trade Committee stressed discrimination against Korean-made EVs under the IRA can negatively affect efforts to deepen economic ties between the two countries. And he mm. urged the South Korean government to actively respond to the issue as well. Uh, Korean car makers, namely Hyundai and Kia, are feared to lose ground due to the law as they make their flagship ev models at domestic plants and ship them overseas so mm. at the moment they don't create uh, they don't make their evs in the in their uh, u.s plants it's mm. all done here in korea uh, industry minister Yi chang yang says the ira is highly likely to breach chorus FTA and wto rules and there are Reports suggesting that Seoul could take the issue to the World Trade Organization. Uh, Meanwhile, a government delegation is also in Washington as we speak to protest the IRA. Uh, The delegation is visiting the U.S. trade representative, the Treasury Department, as well as the Commerce Department, and also Congress uh, during its three-day visit. Uh, Trade Minister Andokun is also set to travel to the U.S. next week as well. So that delegation is basically seen as a preliminary meeting of that uh, trip by Andokun next week. Mm. Uh, We'll have to see what kind of agreements, if any, are made Mm. during uh, their talks in the U.S., so we'll have to keep an eye out for that
0: Here, there are wto boundaries and uh, fair trade practices that come into question could these uh, perhaps regulations create a legal boundary for the ira we'll have the latest on our legal perspective in our second hour thanks for getting the conversation started let's move on to our third keyword of the day
1: Decree ruling.
0: So the Supreme Court has ruled that the state is responsible for compensating victims of a 1975 decree issued by the Pak Congi government to crack down on anti government activities.
1: Right. So the ruling of the court described the decree as un- unconstitutional and also illegal under civil law. And the top court also ordered the Seoul High Court. I was looking into the case to retry the case and the latest verdict which was reached in an on-bank session uh, concerns a conversation lawsuit that was filed by 71 plaintiffs that consisted of victims who were arrested at the time and their family members uh, the ruling also reverses the top courts previous decision issued seven years ago regarding state liability involving the same presidential decree now, the 2015 ruling had said the decree was a political act of the states and such exercise of power by the president cannot be seen as illegal under civil law. So it's basically mm. a 180 uh, on that in terms of Tuesday's ruling. Now, the mm. Park government uh, issued the Presidential Emergency Decree number 9 in May 1975 to prohibit all politically motivated group activities and gatherings including anti-government demonstrations by students, uh, violators would be punished by imprisonment of more than one year. Uh, Paget earlier declared eight other emergency decrees based on the so-called Yushin Constitution or Renewal Constitution uh, introduced in 1972 to remain in power uh, permanently. And there were a lot of demonstrations uh, during that time in, a, in opposition to Uh, To that. So the latest ruling basically says all of that was unconstitutional Mm. and the government has to cough up these compensation funds.
0: All right, let's move on to our fourth keyword of the day
1: nuclear power.
0: So Korea is seeking to expand its generation of nuclear power to nearly 33% of its total energy creation by the year 2030. This is part of efforts to boost what the government calls energy security.
1: That's right. So the industry ministry said it also, as well as energy security, meets uh, its net zero goals Mm. as well. The government plans to produce just uh, under 202 terawatt hours with nuclear power generation by the year 2030. That will account for... Just under 33% of the country's total energy output. Now, the previous version of the midterm plan put the ratio at 25%, and the actual figure for last year was actually 27.4%. Uh, the government said the growth in the ratio would be possible as the government plans to resume the construction of the Shinhanu Number Three and Number Four nuclear reactors and continue operations of existing reactors as well. Uh, According to the plan, renewable energy will take up 21.5% of the country's total electricity generation by 2030. The figure for coal would stand at 21.2%, liquefied natural gas standing at just under 21%. Now, Mm. the plan will be finalized after an environmental assessment, as well as public hearings and consultations with uh, ministries concerned. This is all part of Yoon sung pledge to reverse the nuclear phase-out policy of the previous administration. Mm. Uh, Korea has pledged to reduce its greenhouse gas emissions by 40% from the 2018 levels by 2030 and reach carbon neutrality by 2050. Mm. And the current government thinks it can do that Mm. uh, with this uh, nuclear power policy in place.
0: So not with the nuclear phase out policy, but with the help of nuclear power or upping sort of the investments there reach that carbon emissions or carbon neutrality goal in a timely fashion. So it was a 180 from the previous government, but it's a different stance. We'll see what the follow-up is. And finally, let's move on to our decade-long story, perhaps a fifth keyword, of the day.
1: Lone Star ruling.
0: For as long as I've been part of this program, I've been talking about this story. That's 10 years. <laughs> right. uh, eyes are on International Tribunal's decision in a massive multi-billion dollar damages suit between the Korean government and U.S. private equity firm Lone Star. We did, of course, discuss it several times on the show, but what's the latest, Adam?
1: Right, well, you could uh, be soon not talking about it anymore because it <laughs> might. the ruling might end uh, the... Decade-long trial or case or suit that has been going on. Uh, a decision will reportedly uh, reportedly be made by the International Centre for Settlement of Investment Disputes at around midnight on Tuesday local time. Uh, if the government loses, it may have to pay more than 4.6 billion US dollars to the firm. Uh, the company had invested in the Korea exchange bank in 2003, just to give you a bit of uh, a reminder on the background Mm. of the story behind this suit. Uh, in 2007, Lone Star planned to sell a controlling stake in the now defunct bank to global banking giant HSBC. Uh, in 2012 Lone Star filed a lawsuit against the Korean government saying it had deliberately delayed Mm. approving the sale. The firm said this caused it to suffer huge losses. It also claimed it was forced to pay unfair taxes as well. Seoul argued it had grounds to do so due to allegations of stock manipulation in the course of the firm's acquisition of KEB's credit card unit. Mm. Um, The upcoming ruling is keenly watched in Korea not only because of the amount of money involved, which is a lot, but also alleged involvement of several incumbent high-ranking officials in the issue, including Prime Minister Handoop mm-hmm. uh, So, uh, Should Korea be ordered to pay compensation, it could also spark criticism of basically wasting taxpayer money and mm-hmm. uh, it could also give rise to cause for holding officials uh, involved in this case responsible as well. So... Yes, in terms of the court ruling, uh, it would be, or the tribunal ruling, it would be the end of the decade dispute. But the repercussions would also be great as well.
0: Mm, you have South Korea to pick up that bill. Uh, thank you very much, Adam, for this morning's coverage. Have a safe day and we'll see you tomorrow.
1: You're very welcome. See you tomorrow.